Hey awesome nerds, do you like listening to episodes of D&D and TV? I hope you do, because there's about to be a really good one coming right up after this short message. If you do like listening to us, uh, we really appreciate it, first of all, but we're going to have a live show. And by we, I mean just me, Jeremy, but I am going to have a couple of guests with me as well. We're going to have Ben Byrne from Ghost of Fire Gaming and Afif Wikes from Masters of Alchemy, the professional dungeon mastering service in Melbourne. We're going to be at Oz Comic Con in Melbourne on June the 11th. That is basically next week, so uh, get your tickets quickly. It's going to be on the Saturday and we'll be on the anime and gaming stage at 3 o'clock. Uh, and we're basically going to be talking about the same things that we talk about on this episode or on all the episodes of D&D and TV, ways of getting some, um, getting some adventures out of the television you watch. And it should be really good because Ben and I are good mates. We used to record uh, of Dyson DMs years ago, so there's all the rapport. And Afif's amazing as well. Uh, and Afif might be coming up on a future series of D&D and TV. So it is something that if you enjoy this show, you'll really like. Okay, Excellent. On with the show, and we hope to see you there. Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we re-watch and recap television shows we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters could be used in different role-playing games. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by my co-host. Which is me. Hi, g'day my lovelies. How are we doing today? Um, that was a wonderful introduction. Thank you, Jeremy. That's right. Uh, I, did, I did realize I forgot to say your name. You are Nina. I am Nina. My name is Nina. Howdy doody. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us today on our uh, deep dive exploration of Star Trek uh, Next Generation Season mm-hmm. 1 mm-hmm. Um, and how it, it relates to D&D and how we can make fun uh, little role-playing sessions uh, based on the episodes. Um, yeah. And, and characters and, yeah. and themes and concepts. Yeah. Characters um, and concepts indeed. Oh, concepts. Did I say context? Oh, who knows? Slip of the tongue. You can do that as well, uh, but yeah. that's in the privacy of your own home and less of an RPG group. Exactly. Please. Yeah. I mean, like, unless it's all consensual, we're all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, of course. today today we are talking about episode eight of season one, The Battle, which is the episode where after waiting for a response to their hails for three days, Captain Picard finds the Ferengi have discovered the Stargazer, his old ship. Now, this is just me because I do the Twitter posts and I'm very aware of character limits. They did not need the first half of that sentence. (laughs) Yeah, because all you really need to know is that um, this is a a Picard episode and also a a Ferengi episode. We get to see the Ferengi again. Um, And it's so much better than last time. Yeah, it's so much better. I mean, like, still not great in terms... Hmm. I think there's a little bit of of a, I guess, yeah, knowledge gap in, in, in the... In the Ferengi, um, so like this soon, but hmm. much better than the first one. Holy schmoly, like what an upgrade. We actually see them acting like actual, like, I don't know, villains and characters as opposed to like high as fuck little gremlins running around <laughs> uh, or gerbils or whatever they were just like directed to be. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and just generally, I really like, uh, really like this episode. Um, what did I you would think, say- Jerry? I, I really enjoyed it as well. I would I would say it's probably the best episode we've had so far. I think Naked Now for is sure. a close Hands second. Hands down. 
Uh, <laughs> Naked now for themes and just sort of the funness and silliness yeah. of that whole episode. Uh, but yeah, it's a good one. It's like, yeah. it's not even, I wouldn't even describe it as your typical like Star Trek. Like it doesn't really, the, uh, it doesn't have um, some, you know, major formulaic things that I think Star Trek Next Gen in particular yeah. gets later down the road. Um, but it feels like you're watching like new age sci-fi from the 80s. Like that kind of, the way that yeah. it's directed, the way that it's written, it, it feels like it could be its own independent, like, I don't know, you could kind of like from that time and era from the 80s just feels mm. so cool in sci-fi and i really enjoyed it like yeah i thought it was someone it was really um, cool. i was listening to the podcast mastering dungeons which is oh. um uh sean merwin and um teos I've, I've forgotten teos's surname but they were talking about some of the old spell jammer uh adventures oh, um, yeah, and they yeah. were talking about how one in particular had like 12 rooms in a in a dungeon and they all the rooms were very star trek episodes like that they were, <laughs> there's this little setting and there's a problem and you got to go in and solve it and that's always kind of the star trek feel to me that you come across yeah. like this high concept thing it's like well what if the death penalty for everything what if everyone's drunk whereas this is a much more almost delving into character and delving into a character's history which is what i'm going to want to yeah. talk about for for dnd and role-playing games like what do you do with your character's history and how can a, a game master bring it back yeah and how can you bring it up because i feel like this it could be an independent episode from pretty much any sci-fi show in yeah. that time era, like in the 80s like it feels it feels so yeah it gets really into uh, one particular character so like picard's mm. like backstory and uses that as sort of like the driving force for the episode and it's really i definitely think that could be translatable into a dj campaign where you have one character who has this you know the the episode the uh session that is okay this happened with this character 10 mm. years ago and now these are the repercussions of that and like it starts to unravel as as well because it's also kind of set up as a mystery this yeah. episode like there's very like things happen that we don't know why um and it slowly begins to unravel which is really cool i think this is a better one than say um lonely among us where we just yes. didn't know why things were happening things were just kind of happening yeah. Whereas this one, we at the start, we don't know why things are happening. And as the episode progresses and progresses and we still don't know, we get like these hints. So finally, when we get the explanation, we accept it. We're like, yeah. oh, the characters understand now, so we understand. It doesn't matter if we actually know the reason or the reason is properly explained. It's just they have accepted it. Yeah. And it makes sense to us, the audience. Like, yeah. it, it, it all sort of ties in nicely. Whereas, yeah, Lonely Among Us just... Just stuff happened, I guess. Yeah. Or, or where no <laughs> one has gone before. Thing. It's like those two in particular were just like, things happen and it's it's shenanigans and stuff. And yeah. we're not going to, we're going to yeah. give you a vague reason, but everyone will go, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah. Anyway. I, I feel like in, in those episodes, they had like maybe one or two things uh, like that the audience, I guess, gained from that episode. And one of them, like, yeah. where we haven't gone before okay Wes is a genius cool we got it like mm -hmm. that was really all that happens whereas in this one it's like okay cool you get to see all of these 
um, all of the main characters, all of the bridge crew, uh, kind of like performing. That you know, you, you get to see little clips of like Bev and Picard together and their sort of relationship, and then you get to see like you know Jordy and Tasha and Data, and like it's 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 really I think it's yeah it's really well written, but it's mm. not that formulaic Star Trek Next Gen kind of thing like you were saying before, where like oh there's a conflict and something happens. Now it's like oh okay, this is a a mystery what's happening mm. oh gosh and I, I like i like that but um i think but yeah. because it is so character focused as well it's not about them as outsiders encountering something and going oh that's an interesting occurrence it's very much about picard and picard is the problem and or he's having to deal with a, a problem that they can't deal with uh okay. with all anyway well, let's talk start talking about the episode well we let's get into it because yeah, yeah let's let's yeah, get well, into the recap <laughs> So we start off with, like the synopsis says, they've been waiting for three days with a Ferengi vessel, which has just said, hey, mm. come and meet us here, out in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, and all they've responded to Hales with for the last three days is standby. Yeah, yeah. But so for nothing, the last... Nothing given away. <laughs> yeah. And Beverly comes to see Picard in his ready room and he's been feeling very headachy. I did notice that he's got some fish in the ready room. I know. I it's like the first shot we see. Well, I mean, he has fish somewhere on the ship, right? Doesn't he usually have fish in like the um, conference room or the his that room on the bridge that he yeah, goes that, to? Yeah, that's his uh, that's his ready room. Oh, oh, that's the ready room. I thought he was yeah. in his quarters. Wasn't this in he wasn't he No, in his this quarters? was this was in his ready room because he goes straight from there to the bridge. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we get a real big close-up in on those fish and they're like in yeah. a completely different tank to how they usually are. Like I think like later in the series there's just like this this like porthole of fish that is just in the wall and like sometimes mm -hmm. you see it sometimes you don't and now this one it's like a full tank just sitting in the middle of the room and then you see Picard. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I don't know why they went I guess they like the fish it's cute uh so anyway he has been yeah. dealing with a headache and he's very fatigued and we get yeah. a little bit of uh, information about the um about the medical technology of the 24th century which not, is not Easily accept, like capable of handling headaches, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, they just don't exist anymore. <laughs> apparently headaches are just gone. I was like, I, I don't okay. think that's how it works. Like, I feel like I get headaches no. from being dehydrated. Like, that's yeah. still going to happen whether or not you're, <laughs> you're in science it's, space or not. Exactly. Science space. It's like a symptom, not a, not a, you know, like it's a symptom of a lot of different sort of disorders and things that can mm. be wrong with a human like yeah dehydration or like you know brain hemorrhaging or anything i don't know but yeah. uh yeah no i guess in utopia star trek future federation space we don't have uh, headaches uh that much anymore which is good for people with migraines i feel like it's yes. hope you know yes yeah like i but, i got uh, the feeling like he's just stressed this is like a very tense yeah. situation it's like yeah he's gonna be stressed yeah, but like he shouldn't be. I mean, like Picard. I mean, he shouldn't be that stressed. Mm, he's pretty uh, on top of his he's game. Chill. He's through a lot of stressful. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I I like the way that uh, this is this interaction between the two of them is written because it's it feels like a little bit more uh, genuine. Maybe not yeah. relaxed, but genuine. Like Picard. Well, I think Picard says something like. Uh, Beverly says something like, "Oh, you've got a you know, how are you feeling?" And he's like. I've got a headache. And she's like, headache? And he's like, yes, headache. What? Shush, don't, do you know the doctor? You should know what a headache is. Oh, he says something like that. Yeah. It's he's like, like, you should know what a headache is. It's a pain in my head. This, uh, perhaps maybe nothing, but I've been feeling a bit odd of late. Uh, fatigued. 
And now I got this damned headache. A what? Headache, headache. Surely you know what a headache is. Of course. But I don't often encounter them. <laughs> it just seems so like another little place of adding character. Like he's either no. really annoyed by his headache that he's like, you know, being a dick or uh or he's always like this with Beverly and I find that very funny. He's like a lot more gruff in these earlier episodes with mm. Bev than I I find he is later. But anyway. I, I did like so he does he's got that little gruff moment. And her response isn't, oh, the captain's mad at me. It's like, um, it's a little more gentle. It's almost yeah. playful. It's like, yeah, I know what a headache is. It's just, I don't deal with them because those are nothing medicine. Jeez. <laughs> um, and the fact that she, she, there's a level of respect between that yeah. they have this, yeah, yeah. this level of comfort as well. And even when he's, she's like, well, I can't find anything. And he's like, well, I've got to do this. She's like, no, no. I'm the only one that can order you to take tests because this is about your health. So I'm ordering you to go and get tests. Yep. Yep. It's so, cute. It's a little yeah. tit for tat. It's a little like, well, well, I'm the doctor. So fuck you, big boy. Uh, sit your ass back down. Let me and scan your brain. <laughs> when when he, she does that, he respects it and is like, all right, I will follow your, your advice. Yeah, but he would, he would, I mean, he, he would be under obligation to follow a, yeah, a but professional he medical. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. I mean, he, he tries to get out of it a number of times, but he's like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not do it. I'm just going to push it off as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's definitely that attitude, but, um, but yes, he, it's just cute to see them. I love, just yeah. love seeing any kind of interaction between the two of them because it's like, well, you're going to fuck. We know. We can see it. It's a new feature. Going to get dirty. Going to get down. I'm going to quickly check who wrote this episode because I have a I feeling. I looked it up, actually. I think it's Lawrence oh, something. Lawrence, uh, wait, hold on. Let me look. Oh, I Googled it before because I was like, oh, I like this. I like this. Why is it different? Larry Forrester? Ooh, yeah, okay. Larry Forrester was the writer. Uh, he wrote the episode, and Herbert Wright was the teleplay author. So I think it was loosely based on his work, but Larry Forrester wrote the actual episode. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it was DC Fontana again, since we know DC Fontana really likes it when Picard is a little bit off. But um, Yeah, no. Yeah, unfortunately. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Riker calls Picard to the bridge. Um, and he heads over because they're actually getting a message from the head of the Ferengi or the captain. Of the, I'm assuming it's a captain of um, Ferengi uh, ship. Yes, the captain. The what's it called? Don. What's his Damon. Name? The, the Damon Bok. Damon. Damon Bok, which yes, I Damon do is like. The title. Damon seems to be like lord or captain or whatever, but a lot less shy about um, appearing on screen than Damon Tarr did in Last Outpost. Yeah. Yeah, but they generally don't like apparently a screen. Like, wasn't that in the first episode that we saw with the Ferengi? They like didn't want to share their screen at all. Yeah, uh, I think I, it kind of makes sense because it means you're giving up an advantage of, of the unknown. See, and I see. That's yeah. the whole whole Ferengi thing. But I think once Damon Tart, because Damon Tart only did it because he thought he was going to have to surrender, and it was a whole thing. Um, yeah. So I feel that probably Damon Tart got executed because he gave it up for the entire race. But now oh, they're like, yeah. well, they've already got that advantage, so we may as well just do it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but we but, actually get to we get to see a, a, like a better portrayal of the Ferengi than we yes. did in episode what the f- I can't remember what episode it was. Was it Lo- was it Lonely Among Us? Wait, no, it was Last was Outpost. Some- Last Outpost, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so much better. 
Yeah. <laughs> or at least they act like villains, like they act like characters, like they individuals, really not like this weird mumbly, like gremlin-y. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, I've been watching a lot of Deep Space Nine, like I'm rewatching it again at the moment, and just like all, it's so, it's so much better. Like the Ferengis, the character, like the, the, the species themselves mm. are portrayed so much. Like they've got, the culture is like, you know, different and unique. And they've got all these different, like they've got the laws of acquisition, which is like the guide that they like go by for everything. And you don't really yeah. see this here. Unfortunately, I feel like they're sort of still mocking up what the Ferengi are in terms of like yeah. how they actually act and how they do things. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a stark contrast still, but it's getting better. It's good. Yeah. It's better than it was. And that, not hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, not hard. Da- Damon Bock is, um, very pleased to find that this is the Captain Picard. It's oh like yeah, the Captain Picard. So, so delighted to see him there, um, yeah. and is like, I, I brought you here to discuss a mutual problem, uh, and is like, I would like to meet in person, either here on my ship or on your ship. Yeah, whatever, it's <laughs> for you guys. Picard Straight is away. so sus. Oh yeah, and so is Troy. Troy like yeah. tells him straight up, "Not nah, he's being it's something fishy. He's being way too friendly, very deceptive. Something's going on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Troy, the empath. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Troy's uh, the only one that can figure this out. Oh, I love it, but yeah. So they basically go, "Okay, probably not the best idea to go to their ship. Then maybe we should bring them over here." So they go, "Hey, yes. yo, uh, Damon, do you want to come over here?" And Damon's like, "Yeah, chill. You know, whatever. We'll come. Yeah, That's fine. All good. All Make it good. happen. All yeah. good. Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> and again, if that makes everyone even more sus, that it's like yeah. he gave in so easily, so easily, yeah. and and uh, also they're like so so pliant with the oh we'll we'll give you an Earth hour because we're so nice, so we know by your time clock, so one hour, and we'll see mm-hmm. you then. Okay, bye. And then mm-hmm. yeah, they're just being they're being real smooth, <laughs> yeah. and it's suspicious as fuck. And everyone's so like, man, suspicious. this ain't yeah. This ain't uh, actually usually is sorry. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, so after the credits, um, Beverly is scanning Picard since they had, you know, an hour before the Ferengi get here. She's like, it's going to take 10 minutes. Come down and get, get, um, the quick brain scan, just a quick brain scan. And we do learn that, uh, headaches were much more common before the brain was charted. I know. It's like, what? Okay. I don't think that's how the brain works. I don't think, Doc, that's uh, that's how science works. How does one chart the, a brain? And also, apparently, yeah. we have um, cloaking technology in the brain now. Like, I mean, like, I, f- I figured we have that now. It's called a painkiller. Yeah, but like she said it's not. But she said something like uh, it's not gone because she gave him something that, like, I don't know, stopped the migraine. And, and yeah. she's just like, it's not gone. It's just cloaked. And it's like, that's a particular word. What does that mean? Are you... Is the cloaking technology yeah. going on here now? What? I, mean, I think that is basically just a painkiller. It's just like removing the pain receptors. Right. Okay, cool. Maybe it was just the yeah. wording. I think I just associated yeah, it was, cloaking. It was such weird wording. <laughs> such weird wording. I thought it this was going to be, be like, thing. oh, it's hidden. It's not there. I'm like, what? Cloaked? Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel, so. It almost feels like this was a different episode, like a, a, for a different show. And all this stuff is just the the leftovers of like an original pilot or something or original oh, story oh my that god they yeah true they're just like what what does cloak mean i don't know we'll just use it weirdly yeah. in this we'll just use it in the sentence it's fine uh because yeah. science and space and boom boom and blast and federation and <laughs> with the picard maneuver <laughs> oh the picard maneuver uh, oh we're not even up oh we'll get to that in a second uh, yeah we get to that uh, soon uh, i think it's the next scene uh, yeah oh 
Or, maybe, or a couple yeah. of scenes, yeah. So um, back on the bridge, Wesley charges in, which he probably oh shouldn't God, be doing. Right. And <laughs> this outfit, which he has, the, the blue with the rainbow oh, skirt. traditional, classic Wesley. Oh, yeah. Like classic Crusher right here. That, um, that rainbow, like, blue-hued 80s, like, chic attire. <laughs> Jumper, jumpsuit. Oh, every, every time every time I think of Wesley Crusher, this is the outfit I picture him in. Either this or like the um the jumpers, the uh, Oh the giant the orange jumper. Yeah, the giant yeah. orange jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> I just no. so many questions. Uh I, anyway. but like so many good questions. Like where did you get it? And <laughs> why don't I have one? Um they're so cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's being a, pe- pulling a bit of a sneaky, pulling a bit of a put a, mm-hmm. a bit of uh, you know a, a cheeky sneaky, jumping onto the bridge, being like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, I wanted to let you guys know, um, I found a uh, a ship that's been um uh, you know in the distance or something. He's like it was on long range scanners yeah. or something. He yeah, he was full. He was fooling around in in engineering. Around. Um, <laughs> he's always fucking fooling around. He shouldn't be down uh, there. Yeah, you shouldn't be fooling with anything. It's a fucking starship. God damn the ass. And somehow he managed to he somehow managed to boost the long range sensors and Data's like, How on earth did you do that? And it was like Data "Um, turns around in his chair from his console to look at Wesley and be like, How did you do that? (laughs) And then realizes it's not the time and then goes back. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um Wild fucking Wesley. But anyway, the thing yeah. that he—it uh, turns out that he was right. There was an intruder alert, and um, right. it was uh, our object approaching is an old constellation class vessel, uh, just kind mm-hmm. of coming very slowly. And Picard's headache is almost immediately back. Yeah, yeah. It's like so much, not even so much a chance cloaking. to go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cloaking did shit. Um, yeah. But no, like even with the headache, Picard still manages to tell Wesley off for being on the bridge and for coming yeah. up to coming up to the bridge instead of actually just like reporting it in over comms or like whatever um because he wants to see the ferengi so wes is like totally got caught out like fully yeah. <laughs> that's great Although, I love it. Wes, wes is a little shit in this episode he's only in he's two scenes and i don't like it I'm, i know and in every scene he's telling people things that he's done he's like um guys guess what i did i was just fooling around in engineering and um stumbled upon this uh, amazing thing that moves the plot along okay bye <laughs> yeah uh fuck so they beam the Ferengi aboard and get introductions. Um, and the Ferengi are like, ooh, the android. They, they seem to know everyone as well. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, they're like, how much do you want for the ro- android? <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just want to buy him. <laughs> and Data's like, what? And what, I think what, Picard what? was like, no, 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 you can't buy him. And then Riker says something like, you wouldn't want him because he's secondhand. And then Data's yeah. like, excuse excuse moi <laughs> i know data's a little a bit of offense like taking offense and like i am not second and then he figures out he's like yes yes i would be i, I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny also that's savage great. Riker to be like nah nah don't do it <laughs> i love how quickly De- uh, Riker's figured out um ferengi methods and like what, yeah. what although when he contacts the first officer of the Ferengi later he doesn't seem to figure it out at all so I don't know yeah no it seems to be I feel like he's very patronizing because he's just like essentially laughing at them being like ah, they want to buy you <laughs> suckers <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you'd be stuck with data you'd be stuck with data or data yeah. would be stuck with you would be really funny Ugh. yeah but yeah so. uh anyway Bok is Bok points out that the the starship is actually under their control the um yeah. the the approaching vessel the stargazer yeah. yes 
Well, we don't know it's a stargazer yet, but he's like, it's a gift oh. to give the um, honoring the hero of the Battle of Maxia. Yes. And Picard's and like, like I, what the fuck? Yeah, no one has any idea. It's like, there wasn't a, what's the Battle of Maxia? And Data's like, little bit of a data dump. Um, of, data dump. <laughs> of the, uh, basically an encounter that Picard had like nine years ago with an unidentified ship that he just blew up. And Box like, no, it was Ferengi. He's like super intense about it. Yeah, yeah. Bok is like really, you know, <laughs> annoyed or slash not annoyed, but like Destroyed. very adamant that like, uh, yeah, that was a Ferengi ship that they blew up. But anyway, yeah. it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Picard's like, I- I'm so sorry. We didn't know. Like they didn't respond to hails. And I- I'm sorry that we had to do that. And Bok's like, yeah, yeah. these things happen. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. here's the ship back. Here's your gift. Yeah. <laughs> it has and nothing to do with anything at all. The, it, it shows up and um, the they're like, we'll give you the, the logs from it at a price. And Box like, no, no price. And he's second in command. are like, what the yeah. Yeah. fuck? Yeah, this is unnatural. This is fucked as shit. Like, what do you mean no price? And he's like, it's a gift. Um, and everyone's like all the both Frangy, the two that are there are like, what the fuck? That is gross. Yeah, <laughs> you do not is, just give gifts. <laughs> this is weirder so, than the women in clothes, man. Like this is weird. I know. Yeah, you keep your women in clothes. <laughs> but you're giving <laughs> you you're giving this as a gift. It's it's not cool. Uh, but Picard's yeah, headache no. gets worse, and Troy's like, what's what's going on there? Yeah, Troy um, feels something with the headache. Yeah. She's like, it feels like a a full, oh, She says it later, but she's like, yeah, really knows something's up like yeah it's, something mechanical it's, is what she says later that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, the damon box like maybe it's your conscience <laughs> that's like why oh yeah and that's how we lead into the because the ship was for rangi that like you know so the stargazer was picard's old ship and yeah. while they were on i don't know in the, in the past at some point they encountered an unknown ship which turns out to be the Ferengi ship or a Ferengi yeah. ship and they just started firing on Picard and Picard was like well we need to defend ourselves shot back destroyed the ship uh, but then essentially yeah the Stark case was totaled or like they had to like they were what um, milling about for like a few weeks not being able to yeah. and then got rescued yeah. yeah they um they had to abandon ship because I think the damage was too severe and yeah. they were in basically. Well, I was going to say it's muting on the bounty, but it's not. Uh, they were basically in shuttlecraft <laughs> for a couple of weeks, having to come back, and eventually, and they just had to abandon ship basically. And that's what the Frankie yeah. said. They're like, "We found it derelict and drifting, so we're giving mm. it back to you." How generous! <laughs> uh, um, but the, when they realize, like, because of Picard's headache, he gets scanned again, and Troy and Crusher are both like trying to figure out what's going on. But Picard seems to almost be back in that moment. He's saying there's smoke somewhere, but he wants to go over to the ship. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's picking up on memories from the he- like almost triggered by the headaches. Like yeah, something something's going on, but he still wants to go back and have a look. But yeah. I love just just quickly just to do this scene because they it's it's in the sick bay, right? And yeah, and it's there's a the sick bay. Then they go to the obs lounge where he recalls exactly what happened. Yeah. So before we recall whatever ha- what actually happens, there's a scene with like Beverly and Troy, and hmm. I I just want to note this because I really like the scene because it's like one in particular I, I guess scene particularly from this first season where we actually get to see them like 
these these women play characters like yes <laughs> and and not have anything about their sexuality brought to question or like mm-hmm. brought up and it's great to see because like i think in a lot of the previous other episodes like women and women in particular being sexualized and objectified like has happened a lot and yeah. in this episode yeah. we don't really like nothing to do with their sexuality is brought up or no, sorry, mm. sorry sexuality um gender is brought up which is fantastic except mm. for that one little note that like the Ferengi says about like women being not allowed to wear clothes on like his home world or whatever but yeah. that's and it. even that that's that it. feels like a, that feels like a remember the Ferengi the, that's these guys so it's yeah. like it's yeah. a character moment for the Ferengi it's just more more that than um anything about about um troy or anyone on the bridge exactly it just happens to be a little bit sex or it just happens to be sexist as fuck but it's you know it's something to do with them not to do with her but like i love that because i mean it's almost passes the bechdel test and i want to say it Mm. does because even though they're talking about a man because they're talking about the book you know the captain about (laughs) about picard it's not really to the point where they're like you know talking about a relationship with him or something but anyway i just want to point that out for all the ladies like who struggle to find anything like um i don't know un uh patriarch or uh unoppressive unoppressive yeah uh and systemically bad about (laughs) star trek uh this one is just a nice little i mean it just it's i'm glad that it happened and it continues to happen it gets better and better but fuck (laughs) it's like the last few episodes we've had have just been this was good this was a win well well done guys good job yeah Yeah, done well so far so over to the odds lounge Uh, yes. where Picard is kind of retelling the story of the Battle of Maxia uh, to the rest mm-hmm. of the crew. And he does seem to be kind of drifting in and out of of uh, reality. Like he refers to, to Vigo. He's like, Vigo, check the identification. I was like, Vigo, who the hell's Vigo? He's like, oh, yeah. that, was my first, that, that is my first offer. He's like, he's switching like tenses as well. Yeah, back and forth. But it only happens once. And that's what I like about it because it's subtle. And like, if you're not paying attention, you might have missed it. And yeah. like, oh, no, not like, as an audience. You get it because, you know, the people in the room get it. And they're like, excuse me, who's Vigo? And they're like, oh, oh, yeah, no. And he, and he turns to like, I think he turns to Riker and he goes, I'm really getting in to like, yeah. I'm really reminiscing about this or something. Anyway, like, oh, that's funny. I did that. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, so he just keeps talking and it's like, mm. eh, that's weird. That's suspicious. What's mm-hmm. happening? But we um, also learn what the Picard maneuver is, which is basically yeah. like shoot your warp drive really fast and stop right in front of the opposing ship. So it looks for a moment like there's two ships and then just open fire. Yeah. And I feel which... like this wouldn't actually work because they're like, no. I don't know which one to shoot at. It's like, well, shoot at both of them. <laughs> also, I think like in the in the past, or, or particularly, or definitely at some point in the future episodes, like warp drive is hard to sort of maneuver sometimes or maneuver mm. in. Like you can't do it at a particular speed and, and sometimes it's it doesn't work. I, I feel like issues with warp dr- drivity has come up yeah in episodes and i feel like this is just like oh because science because this is how i did it yeah. because of, of the because, because that works that works in this time and, yeah it's fine don't worry about it um which i i like because oh i don't i mean like it, it works here because no one really gives a shit and everyone's like okay yeah. yeah fantasy yeah let's go but um but uh yeah i feel like it could it's not a typical star trek episode where you rely no. heavily on no. those aspects of the world building you kind of just like oh because this and mm. okay yay applause mm-hmm. 
What I like about this scene is it really gave, like, let's say Picard's a player at the table, is getting a chance to tell the story of his character, like something mm-hmm. that was clearly, you know, uh, a big element that, yeah. that will come up. But it's also here's an opportunity to explain your backstory in a cool way and make it into its its current sto- like the current storyline and kind of explain to everybody else who might have had a general, oh yeah you're this guy and you've got a record or you've got a career record, but we don't know specifics. Mm. And yeah, I think this, this is a real good example of why backstory can be really fun to tell rather than this. I used to be a soldier and now I do this. (laughs) Until I got an arrow to the knee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we'll talk about the, the, the stuff that you went through after you took the arrow. And it's like, maybe you lost your friend at the same time, or maybe you love your friend because he helped you pull the arrow out and got you back to safety. It's like, well, give it more detail. And Mm. adding to that just uh, really fleshes out a character. And I think it's good for game masters to give people the opportunity to do that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's so easy for the Ferengi to have just kind of gone, oh, here's a ship and, and get on with that. But it's like, it's specifically Picard's ship. It's specifically... Um, something that will matter for the storyline. It's mm. just basically going, here's your day in the spotlight. Go nuts with it. Yeah. Let's see what we can but do that's, with it. I like about that too, because for longer campaigns, like for example, like this is one story from Picard's past, but it's not like his entire entire story. No, so it's no. like, it's, it's, it's great to see, like, because this is something he says he doesn't even particularly, or it's been so long, he hasn't thought about it for ages. But yeah. it's a, it's it's a great, like, little like narrative that can be kind of yeah looked at and you get a better insight to their character so i, I love yeah having that translate over into a dd game like as you said having this player uh, in the spotlight and being able to like talk a little bit more about themselves in like a, a tiny like aspect of themselves and then like mm. grow on that in later later uh, sessions i think that's really cool and i think it's also a great way of showing that picard is i guess honored in in universe by the people around him like why does everyone be like oh picard like everyone just kind of defers to him like Riker's stoked to be on the enterprise with the with picard it's not just because it's the enterprise with the picard um (laughs) that there's a maneuver named after him that's taught in starfleet academy that he does not even think about that often yes yes i love that oh so humble so strong so bold yeah so Um, it's this great character moment for him of just being like i this is the picard maneuver and this is what i did and this he's like this is just what any good helmsman would do and picard's like not picard Riker's just glowing he's like oh my god oh my god yeah just another helmsman yeah yeah, Yeah. he stands simps all over that he was just like oh whatever another helmsman you you have the picard or picard yeah but um it's great because i love the way that jonathan frank smiles sometimes like his whole face just like glows and he's just like so happy and that comes through and Riker, and it's just like cute i love it really does he's just full of joy so joy so much Uh, but yeah, so, so we learn yeah about the Picard maneuver and and then what happens next in the I can't remember so the next scene. Then Picard he wants to go over to the Stargazer and check it out and um, oh, Riker's okay. I think you should but we're going over first to check make sure it's safe like just to to my make team. sure and my Beverly's team yeah and Beverly's <laughs> like yes and I'll go with you as well because safety. Um, yeah. So Yah and Geordi basically the bridge crew like I feel that that's mm-hmm. probably not the best best choice like you send red shirts no. you don't send the, the first officers. 
exactly all of yeah anyway but uh, i guess maybe security chief like because yeah, yeah i, I mean actually i'm maybe that makes sense but yeah i mean i guess uh, geordie's not actually like senior engineer so that makes sense um they are they did pick the best people to go so it's it's data it's yar it's wharf it's geordie mm. just the basic crew uh and they they get the power on they prove that it's the stargazer um and it's like wow this is like standing on history yeah he's like i geordie says something like i never thought i'd actually be standing here like in it like this ship i, I read about it but like yeah i never thought i'd see it yeah um, and now i'm in it Ooh. but uh, uh, so, it's, it's another cute little character sorry just to interrupt quickly the it's another cute little character moment because i love these that's why i think i like this episode so much it's just that mm. everything seems so natural like the relationships yeah. between the other characters who aren't even in the spotlight at the moment like anyway it's mm. good no i think that is really good it's like it doesn't it doesn't flanderize the characters it doesn't like go this is your only characterization like wolf yeah. doesn't offer to blow anything up if i remember correctly. i know but we know wolf is a klingon and he's like just kind of there and like doing security stuff. You're like, okay, cool. He's a security officer. And Geordie's yeah. like stoked about engineering. So clearly he's an engineering officer. Um, Data's like go, oh, I'm all about the facts. And this is the Stargaze. And I'll read all the, the details about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. checking all the science stuff. Um, so when Picard and Beverly come over, Data's like, this is your last entry of the, of the Stargazer. And Picard's like, cool, download everything. I'm going to go find my old cabin yeah <laughs> to, to reminisce which is classic yeah. Picard like he's always looking yeah always looking yeah, to reminisce and he's sitting there feeling. in his cabin when um a trunk that's there like attacks him it's like yeah. <laughs> it's just like this glowing object in it and it's like he's sitting there looking at a photo and then ah pain but like we don't as the audience we see the globe and we're like oh that looks suspicious but like Picard doesn't see it so he's just rifling yeah. through shit and then suddenly the orb starts glowing and from our perspective we can see it and then Picard is just like <gasps> and stressing yeah. out and yeah, then we immediately cut over the Ferengi ship where Damon Bock is like got a similar <laughs> orb and he's like rubbing it and saying ah Picard I attack you with my head zaps yeah yeah I, I really feel like they threw the Ferengi like as much as I I feel like this is a better introduction to the Ferengi than the last like introduction we had. I feel yeah. like it's very much an interchangeable villain species. They could have just thrown anyone in here and oh, it yeah. would have been the same. Like they just yeah, it's like, oh, we're oh, evil because I don't oh, know. I, I feel thoughts. it could have been any it could have been any species, but I think that the resolution uh is a very they managed to make it a very Ferengi way of resolving that conflict. Uh, yeah, to be sneaky and deceptive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And have no trace back to them. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. his reasons for doing this still make me... I'll, I'll tell you at the end because I have... Yeah, we'll, I have, we'll, get, we'll I have get to it. Yeah. So um, Beverly finds Picard and is like, all right, back to bed for you. And yeah, he's like, yes, you and, Yeah, he, he obviously <laughs> things are pretty bad. And uh, bring my belongings to my quarters. It's like, yes, yes, dear. Yes, dear. Mm, yeah, shut up. Yeah. No, get into yeah. get into sick bay. Fuck you. <laughs> um, then we go to the bridge as the um, the Ferengi hand over the stargazer, mm-hmm. or the official handing over, and Riker's like, "Oh, it's a bargain. We're getting it for free." And the other, <laughs> I think it's the first. Off- What's the first officer of the Ferengi's name? I, I oh, couldn't make man, it I out. I don't know. Hold on, it's, I'll find it. Tell me with a D. It's like. No, maybe I'm thinking Damon. I don't know. I, I think it's Kazago. Yeah, that sounds like 
Yeah, Travago. That sounds right. Kazago. Kazago. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. must be Kazago. Anyway, Kazago is just like, fuck you, Riker. Like, this is yeah. not cool. Don't like this. Yeah. It just hangs on. <laughs> like, fucking Will Riker is just stirring the possum. Like, just being he an absolute brat. Such and a I love brat. It. I love it. Uh, um, yeah, and Picard shows up. He's still got a headache. But yeah. basically, um, he this is a bit more of a chance to go, okay, cool. I'm going to go just chill i'm gonna to try to relax Riker. you're in charge for now and troy's yeah, still puts, like something's yeah. wrong i think yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's painful sometimes to watch troy being used for, to move the plot along when like she has this like okay i know it's like loophole or like plot hole through a lot but of the time like she can read feelings and intentions and thoughts sometimes but like mm. sometimes not and then other times she's like I can't really tell if it's you thinking the thoughts or if it's like something else thinking the thoughts. I don't know. Like it's never really laid out like the the abilities that she has. Yeah. And therefore like we never really get a good idea of what she's capable of actually perceiving. But, well, I think uh... it's, it's telling because what was the last one we really had the problem? Lonely Among Us where she was like, yeah. Betazoids are just used to having this like weird feeling coming off humans where you question each yourself. Like you talk mm. with yourself and we're like, yeah, that kind of happens. So the amount of stuff she probably has to filter out just to get any sort of reading off someone. Probably a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. So back in Picard's quarters, uh, the evil trunk is there with the, the glowing <laughs> yeah. orb. I love this idea yeah. of treasure that can then attack you or like yeah. possessions that you bring in. And it's like, yeah, not even mimics, just like stuff that having around will mess you up. Yeah, but it's like he made a really low perception check or something because he oh, doesn't yeah. even notice it in the trunk. He's like, I, he doesn't even bring it up to bring it to question. He's just like, yeah, bring the whole fucking trunk. And then it just happens to be in the trunk that he brought on yeah. board. So it's like, man, dude, check out your shit. Yeah, go through your stuff. But he, yeah. he's there for a nap, basically. And you can see that yeah, he's he, having a dream about the Stargazer. Yeah, and that's what I like about... I mean, it's another, I think look at how this episode feels almost like a new age 80s sci-fi show rather than yeah. a typical star trek show because the direction and the like it's just yeah it's cool i don't know i like i dig it it's all <laughs> it's all creepy and the creepy music and like shit's going on and then like he hears voices but you don't see anything and then he just like wakes up suddenly and it's like oh ooh, spicy what's happening mystery we don't know so, why we don't know who. Yeah. Some fantastic acting or sleep acting from um from Patrick Stewart there. Oh yes, Daddy Patrick Stewart pulling all the all the game, pulling yeah, it's all like, the stops. We we want you to lie there and look distressed and um occasionally moan and we'll, no, it's fine. In post we'll make it look really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he they they never did, but like he still pulls the game. He does a great job. I'm I'm never gonna know be happy with it oh no it, it's it's amazing for what they're trying to do it's like picard really or patrick stewart really sells it yeah definitely. i i just feel like the phrase we'll fix it in post is is very appropriate for star trek yeah it's like yeah, just definitely. maybe we won't though uh so but data <laughs> is um meeting secretly with Riker while while picard's away because yeah. he's found a, a variation between the personal log and the official log of the stargazer mm-hmm. Um, basically, apparently, the Ferengi ship had a flag of truce, uh, mm-hmm. and the re- fire was really because of an engineering accident. Um, mm-hmm. And Riker's like, "Wait, what? No!" 
Yeah. Like, but but it was recorded with the captain's voice, so I guess it must yeah. be true. So it's basically yeah, data saying like, oh, uh, I have it on log on the on the captain's personal log that he's openly admitting to firing on this ship uh, without cause. Yeah. Um, which is a conflict of what he has told us. And yeah. like instantly Riker is like, nope, this is a fake. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and but immediately takes yeah. it to Picard. Yeah. Which is like, it's, is exactly what would happen. I think like for sure. I think they've got that down. Um, yeah. Of course, Riker would go to Picard and be like, this sounds tricksy and fake as fuck. Uh, so I mean, like, for, for good call. I mean, he just refused to believe it. We saw not too long ago, Wesley was able to fake, like, <laughs> like he was able to take over the ship with a I fake voice of Picard. It's so easy to do. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, this is like suspect as fuck. And if Wesley yeah. can do it, the Ferengi sure as fuck can. And yeah. they have been tricksy and sneaky. So let's check it out. And Picard yeah. is like, yeah, this this seems phony. I mean, I, I definitely didn't say that. That's definitely my voice, though. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks a bunch. And um. And they, but they I, try and figure it out. I oh. there is he's got a he knows Riker's got to report it to Starfleet, and that'll oh, be yeah. a day, and then it'll be a day before they get back. So it's like there's time, and he really hopes that the mess is cleared up, and they won't have. They'll be like, oh yeah, there was a mess, but we fixed it. Um, yeah, but no, I because love... no, but if they find out, because it, sorry, if they find out, but if they find out, then that means that the Ferengi has have like purposefully like tried to deceive them so that would have been like a whole different thing but like yeah to clear his name and make sure that like nothing gets nothing gets like uh, out of hand it's like yeah i want to have this cleared up soon <laughs> yeah and he's also worried are they going to take my command away because there's this issue with the ferengi in general like even the the hint of this would sour relations yeah, yeah. like even the investigation it's like well we've got to remove you from command mm, yeah so that's cool i like how they bring that in yeah. Um, and it's also know, really fun to frame characters in an adventure. I know. And it's great. I like how it adds to the mystery as well, because, mm. you know, this is one of the first episodes of the season, especially from like, if, if you were a player character playing, say, Riker, and you had an NPC who was your captain or someone who was in charge that you were supposed to trust, and then something came up and you were in this like conflict of like, well, it like, it seems like I should trust you, but then. And like maybe other stuff comes up and like maybe it is like i don't know it just adds to the mystery and i'm really into that yeah i think that's really cool what i love to do is particularly if i've got a group that's a little bit more violent um mm. or a little <laughs> bit more suspect when it comes to laws and things like that frame oh, them yes. for something that they normally do but didn't this time <laughs> i love that that's great yeah so it's that's like so you got to prove that you're a good people it's like well well sometimes we are <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> this particular instance is is not. I had a great um, example a little while ago that the the party had had to kill a possessed duke. Oh um, my god! Yeah. And basically, they were. It was the right thing to do. They needed to do it. It was definitely going to happen. It was just who was going to do it. And then later on, I and basically once the duke was dead, his guards were like, "Cool, we didn't see anything," but everyone <laughs> kind of knew something had happened. And later on, they come to a village and someone's on trial for murder of the Duke. And it's one of the oh, guards shit. who has admitted saying, yes, I did it. Oh, because fuck. he realizes that the party are more heroes and someone needs to be blamed. So it's like, I'll do it. And the party's got to wow. decide, do we step up? 
do we and let him die? Well, yeah, yeah, do we step up, stand back, and let him die, or do we step up and prove it and prove ourselves guilty, or, or what happens? What What did they do? They spent a long time trying to figure out what is this guy getting coerced to, like, why is he being coerced into doing this? And eventually, yeah, they uh, some of them admitted it. Um, <laughs> others just went, no, no, we weren't there. Uh, and thankfully, oh it was God. all a test by the God of Justice to kind of figure out what their answers would be rather than actual any consequences. Oh, oh, fuck. So did some of them, like, get the okay and some of them got got fucked around? Or like, oh, it was more they... like, okay, what, what's your response? Okay, I'll give the ones that are, I approve of, like, a little bit of a, ah. a bonus. Everyone else, no. Nice, nice. I love that. I love that yeah. deception. That's high class, high quality DM deception, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I just on the topic of like fighting for um, trying to figure like clear your name. I love that as a concept because there's a show called Dungeons and Daddies and they mm-hmm. do that in like one of their uh, episodes in season one where they have uh, one of the main characters on trial for um, being a bad dad. <laughs> and he has to stand there and defend like that he's not a bad dad and like using, but they bring part, like they bring up, people that they've met along the way and all of these mm-hmm. like little side adventures that they've done and all of the adventures that they've like had to do up until that point. And like, they bring on these characters being like, yep, yep. I, I saw that you, you know, smoked pot in front of your kids. So, I mean, does that make you a bad dad? We don't know. And then they <laughs> have to stand there and the rest of the team have to defend, like, even if they necessarily don't really think he's the best dad, they still need to stand there and defend that. He's like a good enough dad. <laughs> like, he's a good enough dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. It's so funny. I would highly watch. Highly sorry. Highly recommend that anybody watch. It's good, go. good quality. But um, we, we, anyway, we plug other podcasts to... on these podcasts. So um, so we listen do. to us too. They, <laughs> they probably don't even know we exist, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's they fine. Will. Just listen to us. They will soon. Um, but <laughs> what were you, what, which bit are we up to? What are we talking so about? So this is where uh... Riker, Picard's headaches back. Of course, Picard, let's just assume at all points that yeah. Picard has a headache in this episode. Um, but Riker. Riker sends a message to Kazago, another one in mm-hmm. secret. He's like, it has to be secure. And for, and Kazago's like, all right, it can be secure. But I've heard from Bok has explained what your captain really did. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But he's like, did did Bok know what, what was going on? Um, I need to I need to understand. And Kazago's like, dude, dude, no, I'm not going to like betray my captain the way you do. Or yeah. it seems like he is. So he just kind of hangs up. Yeah. But I it's like this, this it, I like the um the fact that first officers kind of have this code like you'll even if there's something going on you'll still kind of talk together. Yeah, I like how this is even insinuated because it doesn't really like usually when like nav- uh negotiations or anything happen it's it's you you only we only really see it from Picard's perspective or like yeah. from the leading officer perspective you don't really get to see any interactions with other like ships or teams or squads uh like happening independently of that. And I like that. I like that because it's like Riker basically being like, hey, what's up? Come on, man. Tell me what's going on. First officer to like, first officer. Friends. First officer to first officer. And Frankie's like, nah, we're not mates. What are you doing? What? <laughs> no. Yeah. Shh. Fuck you. What's your deal, dude? No, you, I'm not telling you that stuff. You you were making fun of me like 10 minutes ago. I'm not going to tell you shit. And then like, yeah. it's like, mm, yeah, well, called it. You should have expected that. Fuck yeah, Picard. Yeah. Uh, Picard. Why am I calling him Picard this episode? Riker does not handle it well. He's a little too to why are you telling these lies and it's like well i don't know their lies so that's why i'm telling them yeah exactly <laughs> oh, i love it but yeah. uh 
Yeah, so, I do like it though. It's good. It's really it's good. good. I like. I, I do like their relationship. Their minor relationship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beverly comes in to see Picard and is like, "You have to to rest." And this time he refuses the pain cloaker. He wants to be. Yeah. yeah. No. And we huh? we see that Bok is actually making the glow orb do more stuff. And it's like, yeah, all right, we get that cool. evil villain like little yeah. side view into, oh, I'm touching the orb. Oh, I'm so be evil. <laughs> I love ah. the way it fe- the way it's shot. It feels like he's watching Picard. Yeah, like he's yeah. looking through the orb, like... like he's an evil um, evil witch or something, or evil sorcerer or something, like looking in his yeah. crystal ball. But to us, I just realized he's just staring at a screen. He doesn't know what the result is. He's just kind of rubbing and going, "Yes, Picard. Yes, feel the yeah. pain." It's like it might not be working at all for all he no. knows. It's 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 a weird experience to watch secondhand because it definitely feels very eighties in the sense that you have this evil like villain like yeah. whispering to themselves over how evil they are. They're like, "Yes, yes, oh. pain." <laughs> it's like cool, nice, yeah. uh, love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Beverly's got a head syringe to um to poke in Picard and apparently yes, that as helps the last as well. Resort. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and wondering, <laughs> wondering whether the um the dist- it's emotional distress because of the stargazer. And she's like he's like, Yeah, I was troubled for a very long time about having to destroy the other ship. Uh and yeah. now I'm having doubts about whether I acted correctly and that the last three nights I've been having these dreams of the last days of the ship. Maybe I'm maybe I'm losing it. And again, Patrick Stewart bringing it. Like for yeah. a character he has not known that long. Yeah, but in terms of like his acting performance, I mean, this is a great because we get to actually see him play a character, like a character he has again like or like some sort of connection to. Like it's it's good. It's good mm. acting. Like mm. whereas this previous episodes, we just see him as a disgruntled like sh- sh- I don't know, annoyed captain most yeah. of the time at Wesley and it's like gruff captain but like now we actually get to see a little bit more about him and it's it's good i love it i love this mm, tasty tasty give me more <laughs> bringing it back to that backstory it again gives a character or a player a chance to kind of delve in and show a character in a moment of weakness it's like well how do you respond yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. even that that i think i'm i'm losing i don't know what's real or not anymore it's like well players want a power fantasy so they don't often do something like that but it's um it's good. It's fun for me when I see a player being able to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I as a DM for sure. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You um, you get to see them grow and and, and actually do a little bit of, and explore a little bit more about their character. It's very fun mm. to see. Mm. Uh, so Beverly is like, no, no, time for bed, Picard. Time for bed, and gives him a sedative, which I'm pretty certain she just has on hand at all times in case she needs to put Wes down. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> She just carries around her in a pocket. It's like, Wednesday, yeah. time this, to sleep. This is but my mom, head cannon. Yeah, I love it. It's good. It's good. It's so, like, it's so believable, though, because how he's else so would you get him to shut up? He's yeah. so enthusiastic. And he's always, like, what? what is it? What do you say? Like, fucking around with the fucking systems, like engineering. Long-range sensors like, and quantum physics and stuff yeah. that was, like, dilithium crystals and, yeah. I just, yeah, but I also, I love the moment. Like, I, I kind of just love Beverly, Mama Beverly, just like tucking Picard into bed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very cute. She's like, night, night, Picard, Jean Luc. I'm surprised she didn't kiss him on the forehead, honestly. I was expecting it, for sure. Well, then again, she puts like some sort of weird, like, metal squares on his forehead, which I'm guessing are just brain scanners, which is like, cool, I'll get yeah. some more brain scans while he's asleep. But mm-hmm. yeah. Makes sense. Because um, they, they never mentioned and they don't actually do anything. So it's like yeah. science. 
sci-fi. Yeah. They could just they could just be like little acupuncture things. We don't know. Yeah, we don't fucking, we don't know. no clue. We don't know. But it's, it's sci-fi science yeah. for reasons. <laughs> uh, and his dreams, Picard dreams, oh, uh, very panty does. and um, groany. Breathy I guess. dreams. Yeah, breathy <laughs> dreams. <laughs> But I, I like how this was done. Like it's it's not Star Trek next gen. Like no. it's the in terms of special effects, it's just sort of like creepy eighties special effects. But I yeah, love it. Was, it. it was very low budget flashbacks. Yes. And I dig that because it's like you know what you're working with, you know your like what is available to you uh as a production designer, engineer, I don't know, whatever. And it's and it and it it works for the most part. Yeah. You get these yeah, it's it's uh it's good. I like it. Yeah. Wait. Are we talking about the scene where you see he's like in his old ship and he sees these ghost crew? Yeah. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah, and That's he goes and sits. And like, I like it. I think it's good. It's typical eighties uh, special effects, and I, I dig it. <laughs> I, I like that they didn't just have him on the bridge of um, the Stargazer and like act like a regular scene. So we didn't even have yeah. to think it was a dream. We were so very aware. Look at these ghostly figures. They're definitely an mm. illusion that he doesn't realize. But- Exactly, but also they don't have the budget for making a whole other That's right. bridge of a ship. So well, you know what? We're just going to have it ghosty, and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, okay. You know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> he's going. He's going to <laughs> walk into his his court, like out into his little office area, and sit in a chair, yeah. and we'll pretend. And, pretend. and I, I love it though. I think it it works so well. It is. I know I'm it's pretty good. When I say that. But yeah. I think it's good. I think it's and the fine. fake fire. I, it felt like the fire was actually there. Uh, I did. It did. Like either the lighting was really good, or they just got a fire on set, which yeah, I feel yeah, is probably right? dangerous. Mm, yes, true. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a little bit spooky. So, a special effects, it is. I mean, like James Cameron, who like this is <laughs> this is the next level uh, in terms of anyway. I thought it was uh, great, but it, I think the key element of this scene is that Picard is a little um, Picard's gone. Picard is compromised now. Oh, he because out. Yeah, he's Bok, done. Has, Bok has done his stuff and it's worked. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Bok so, is bocked. Yeah. Uh, Data is has briefing uh, Geordi and and Riker on what he actually found about the logs. And he's like, um, what does he say? One of these logs has been tampered with. By comparing the Stargazer's main computer log with Captain Picard's personal log, I found checksum discrepancies, sir. What does that mean? All information is time-coded by entry, and the bits, when totaled, produce an aggregate amount which... I don't want a computer science lesson data. Bottom line. One of these two logs is a forgery, sir. Correction. The log just found aboard the Stargazer is a forgery. As I said, that is one of them. Is it not? And Jordy's like, yes, the one that says he's a fake. He's like, yes, I said one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Fuck, dude. I like I like that though because like it's it. so. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good like portrayal of him being like, oh yeah, I'm being factual. I'm being an android, but um, but yeah, no, you're right. I should have said the other thing first because that's the one that people want to know is mm-hmm. that he's not the fake. Oh, it's so good. I like Data it. is getting really well written in this episode. He is because he does he hits all the notes. For yeah, sure. with, without being like. Data is not human and he does mistakes. They just kind of have him do stuff and occasionally there's a mistake. Yeah. Or it's different mistakes, which I like because like yeah. we get a lot of the similar mistakes coming up with like a lot of the same writing of, oh, he did a thing and oh, he used the wrong term incorrectly or he doesn't know what this is. And we have to explain it to him because bleep bloop. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, here we get like, oh, we did a different thing and that's weird and this is why and it makes sense. It's like he yeah. said something that is factually correct but confusing to, to everyone that's not him. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So well sense. well done, uh, writers on, on data this week. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so, this is a good week. <laughs> it is. Picard rocks up and he seems fine now. Yeah, he's back to normal. Chipper and yeah. dapper and slapping and bapping. Yeah. Having a fun time. So then um, Beverly shows up and is like, first, number one. I love that she calls Riker number one. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, could you take a look? Oh, oh, Picard, you're here. I definitely don't have your brain scans in my hand. <laughs> I'm definitely not concerned about these brain scans that I've been carrying her all the way from the med bay. Um, uh. And and but like yeah, she gets dismissed like straight away. Oh, so pretty easily. much straight away. Oh yeah, Every- Picard kicks everyone out except Riker. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "I'll leave under protest," and then she yeah. like turns around, which <laughs> I love as well because it's that little bit of a ship thing. It's like she can say that, and just it's like I want it noted that I said this under protest. Like I thought mm. it was a bad idea, um, and oh, I, I want agree you to, to know- leave. Yeah, I yeah. agree to leave, but that you're doing the wrong thing. It's like such mm-hmm. a bureaucratic feel to it, but it's also like a very professional, this is a working ship. This isn't just them hanging out on a starship. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's not as personable as, yeah. I yeah, think, as, as, as it was worked. before. Like mm-hmm. it's that difference between something is different now, between mm-hmm. their their camaraderie and their connection. And now suddenly it's like, I need to be professional with you because something's mm-hmm. up with you. Yeah, exactly. But the reason um, Picard has kicked everyone out is because he wants Riker to release the Stargazer and let the inertia of tractor beams um, just kind yeah. of tra- carry it along with them. And it's like, it's, and Riker's like, what? Why? And I don't, Picard doesn't even give a reason. He just says, do it. He kind of is just like, oh, it saves power. Like, did you Does not he? listen oh. to your one lesson of, yeah, did, did, he says something like demeaning. He's basically like telling Riker yeah. off for being stupid. He's like, because we don't want to waste power because tractor beams draw power and like it, it's fine off inertia. Didn't you listen to your Starfleet like lesson that day? Ha ha ha. And mm. Riker's like, yeah, right. Okay. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which like I guess makes sense, but like also it's the Enterprise. Like it's a it's a top level quality ship. Like it's yeah. brand spanking new off the it doesn't need to be worrying about like saving engine power right now or any kind of energy. So it's like this is suspicious. This is weird. Uh, yeah, that was, it was does, weird. It was weird. But then does Riker pick up on that? Like that he, he picks up on it a bit, but then doesn't Picard send him off somewhere to do something? Like um, I think she, he just keeps him on the bridge. Like you're in charge. I'm going to go rest again. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So okay, putting him cool. in charge is like, well, I, I got to be in charge. I feel like it's one of those things. It's odd, but it's mm. not necessarily like this super weird thing that you should be sus about. So it's like, all right, well, if you want to do that, we do that. Mm. You're the captain, captain. Yeah. Oh, Bev- Beverly has asked Troy's advice on the scans since she can't get to Riker right now. Um, and says that it's some sort of thought process disorder, which I love yeah. that, that phrasing. It, it feels so medical without actually meaning anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds like it should mean something, but I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, and this is where Troy's like, I found multiple sets of Picard's thoughts as well. That it, that, that it was weird to her, and this is probably why she wasn't more certain, 
that they were his thoughts. Yeah. Like it was like his his past thoughts and his present thoughts were the same, like happening mm-hmm. at once. And it's like, well, isn't that just what happens when humans remember? Yeah. So yeah. of course, it's- of course, Troy's going to be like, uh, I don't know if this is something or not, guys. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I still find it not super believable when Troy's like, I guess this is just how humans think sometimes. I it's know. Like, Girl, it's, it's bad. I'm, just, human. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain it away just so Troy doesn't look like an idiot. No, I think like they're trying to explain it away so Troy doesn't look like an idiot. But unfortunately, sometimes Troy kind of is sacrificed to the, to yeah. the for the sake of the plot. But yeah. we get yeah. the point that like, okay, something's still kind of weird and going on with Picard and merging and sounding a little bit off. But um but just to clarify things, we get the lovely presence of Wesley. Wesley who just rocks. Wesley just casually strolls on in and is just like, oh hi guys. Um by the way <laughs> just a yeah. knowledge jump on you for a little bit. Uh I found something fucking real weird about those long range sensor scans that I was doing on the um on the on the something or other or whatever he was long fiddling around with. Yeah. Yeah, the senses he was fiddling around with in engineering just casually, you know, on an elite class starship. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's this like, is, oh, this is another thing. He I, comes in and he says, oh, I found something on the senses and that they're exactly the same as those brain scan patterns. Brain scans I was looking there. over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like, what? I was just looking over your... <laughs> your console or whatever just casually it's like well 14 13 year old boy Uh oh my god what a fucking i love smart dumbass like jesus like yeah i'll just poke my nose into anything that is open (laughs) i think this is why Uh, people don't like wesley Oh, you think? Yeah, he's just yeah. like I get why. I get why in this episode because it's so fucking annoying. It's just like mm. he moved. Like we're supposed to think good of him, but like I uh, because he's so clever and he just pokes his nose and shit. But like, fuck off! What are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. Go so to bed. Oh, go to the holiday and jack off or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, saves so the day. He saves the day, and Troy's like, "Well, we have to go to the captain." And Beverly's like, "No, we go to Riker." because he's yeah. the one that needs to do something about this if the captain's compromised. And, oh, Wes making himself even worse as they run out. He's like, I'm like, um, I'm- fucking excuse me, <laughs> but you little shit. Like, oh, you goddamn. I, yeah, so that's like the pinnacle why I think people hate Wesley. Like, yeah. <laughs> and those are the ladies. Like, Jesus Christ. That's your mother. Show some respect, <laughs> you little shit. Well, actually, he's just so, oh, he's such a neckbeard in this episode. But fucking, oh, I hate him so much. Uh, anyway, and up till now, word. we've liked Wesley, and now it's like, oh, bad yeah, Wesley. yeah, I get it now. I think because I didn't yeah. remember this episode at all, but like, well, he's like, barely in, in it. It's watches. like t- he literally is there as a plot device to get oh, them such, information. Yeah, such a plot device and such an impact. You know, just those yeah. two scenes, and everybody already hates him. It's like yeah. you've done it again. <laughs> crushing it I don't know much about brain scans but I glanced at these when you were studying them and I noticed that these patterns are the same as those picked up from the low intensity transmissions from the Ferengi ship I went back and checked and they're exactly the same what kind of transmissions I don't know engineering has nothing like it on record let's get to the captain no they might be affecting the captain to Riker You're welcome, ladies. Adults. Uh, so they head Eddie, up to the bridge. Yep. 
um, and say, hey, this is what Wesley found. And I think Riker's mm-hmm. like, um, how did you get this? Like, doesn't matter. Look, just just accept that it's happened. Uh, and he asks the computer, where's the captain? He's like, he's in the transporter room. And they're like, shut, shut oh. it down. Shut it down. We're going to go get him. Like, I'm sorry. I can't. He has left. He's not on the ship no more. And yeah. Riker's like, fuck. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. But he's, yeah. he's beamed over to the Stargazer and Bok is there with his big red sphere and yep. um, like incapacitating him and being like, the shields will respond to your voice. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like forcing him to sort of relive his past, like uh, trauma, I guess, about the Stargazer and like yeah. what happened. So he thinks. Oh, right. That- he says. Um, yeah. No, he, he says. He, like there's a moment like the the bridge crew realize oh something's going on and there's a transmission coming from our ship and yaf mm. wolf yaf there we go they are yaf yar and wolf <laughs> and our yaf uh yaf realized <laughs> there was a heavy chest that we brought over oh and, and it pieces it all together yep. yeah something's going on but this is where bok is like you killed my son yeah, we get the villain reveal, which is like, yeah. you killed my son and I never forgave you. And I like spent, this is what gets me though. This is what puts Ooh. me, draws me, <laughs> suctions me, if you will, out of the moment where, because I, like, he goes, I spent all of my life savings on this device that can like invade your thoughts or something. Yeah, I think like, he says, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a wealthy man and mm-hmm. I spent a career's earnings. I think he said, did he say lifetime's earnings or career's earnings? Maybe. Okay, I'll, career's I'll earnings I get. Can you not remember the crime you committed against my very blood? You murdered my only son. Your son? He was commander of the ship you destroyed on his first voyage as Daemon. The ship. The Ferengi vessel that attacked me. Is it about to attack me? And I have spent these years searching, seeking for proper broad revenge. And I found it. I am rich, God. Yet two of these cost me the profits of an entire life. You are back. In command of the Stargazer Picard. Its computers will answer your orders. <laughs> Die well, Captain. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's what gets me about Ferengi because like even for your kids, even for an emotional thing, you don't do that. Like that's very out of the ordinary to spend all of your wealth, all of your life savings on on a fucking revenge plot. Mm. But uh, I guess he's well, different. I guess he's like his own little guy. Oh, you know, dude, Ferengi guy. I think uh, that's kind of the point that the, we're seeing this beforehand, like that he was giving the Stargazer a, as a gift and that was all of his revenge. And the other Ferengi like, what the hell like you're this yeah. is not how we do it you're doing this wrong like he is very clearly a different sort of ferengi and that's a great yeah. way of showing that not all ferengi are the same yeah that's true that's true yeah, yeah. Uh, not all ferengi are built they're all built differently and they're yep, yeah that hey yeah. you know that's how we get quarks so i mean yeah. it does make sense anyway he's um the stargazer will answer you so I'm going to make yeah. you do to your friends or something. I'm going to make you do what you're going to feel the pain that I felt. 
and he's yeah. like, all right. And then he beams away and he's like, ha, 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 I have escaped. <laughs> yeah, evil villain, though. But uh, uh, <laughs> Picard's trap left on the ship, right? He can't do shit. Yeah. He's like in Dreamland still thinking that like it's Stargazer's the Ferengi ship and he's stuck in the past and he's going to shoot on the Enterprise and he's going right. to kill everybody and boop, boop. Yeah, pretty dramatic. Which is, yeah, very dramatic. And um, as the Stargazer moved away, I was like, it's not like you can't catch it. It's not going very far. And then I realized it's turning to attack. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's probably bad. And, um, yeah, they've already checked the armaments of it. And it's got, like, a full full thing of phases. Everything's working. It's only got, it's missing six torpedoes. But otherwise, it's it's a ton of stuff. It could do Um, some damage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And basically, that's when they find the orb. And mm. Geordi says something. I honestly, I was more interested in what was going to happen. I didn't care about what the reason was now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The reason doesn't matter. The, the point yeah. is some science reason and and rays and fields and, and, and pulses into the brain and they get it. They come to the realization yep. that Picard's been fucked. <laughs> this, this is what I was talking about earlier, that they're like, okay, we have a solution. We have an explanation. This, like... I, as an audience member, don't need to understand because the characters have figured out what's going on. Yeah, it's not necessary to understand. We don't need the science to piece it together because the, it's Because we've already seen like, it. Yeah, we've already yeah. seen it in action, so we know how it works. Exactly. And we don't yeah. need the science behind why. But, so, yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, and Riker calls up... <laughs> Sorry. Riker calls Dramatic up... Dramatic pause. Yeah, Sorry. Riker calls up Kazago again. <laughs> And, um, or he basically just calls the Ferengi and Kazago answers and Riker's like, what's the deal with this orb? And Kazago's like, that's a forbidden device. Yeah, you should like, not no have one, that, man. No one is allowed to have, like, no one in Ferengi Empire is allowed to have that. Oh, it must have been Picard's. His, his treachery deepens. And Riker's like, you know he didn't have that. And I mm-hmm. love this for Kazago. He's like, I can't question my captain. Yeah. It's, like, it's not seemly to question a Damon, and I am not prepared to do so. And it felt yeah. like a little bit like I could, but I am not in a position where I can yet. Mm. Yeah, it did. It did give a really good insight into into sort of their, I guess, cultural, like uh, political kind of like layout or how they handle, um, how the, how they handle their stuff. Or like, yeah, that that relationship between a Damon and his crew or his first officer. It's like you don't yeah. question it; you just go with it. And that's very relatable to sort of some human, um, yeah, some yeah. some humans, like I guess military relationships as well. It's like you don't question your captain; you just go with whatever they say. It's like, like uh, he, according to the Ferengi, he hasn't done anything wrong. So I can't remove him from command, even if this is a bad idea and it's not working. There's that moment of the Ferengi don't want this to go badly either. Or Kazago mm. doesn't anyway. Yeah, but for his own sake, like he can't. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so we can see that Picard is reliving the last moments of the Battle of Maxia. And I love that Troy's like, I sense anger coming from the ship. And it was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know what he's doing now. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, we know, we know. Yeah. He's reliving his past. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. And, um, and it's like, yeah. is there a defense against the Picard maneuver? And everyone's like, no. It's like a game ender. <laughs> but I like how that comes back to play. Like, they don't take I mean, like, it's a nice little, like, I don't know, uh, 
a nice little thing that they did where they brought it back. They're like, oh, the yeah. Picard thing. You know about Picard? We talked about it. Yeah, how he did that? Yeah, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's, do- he's doing it again. And that's, um, that's going to be bad for us because there's no way to stop it. It's like you don't know where yeah. he's going to show up. And there's going to be two ships and we don't know which one to attack. It's like, you know, you do know because he was there and you know what he's doing. So if you see him somewhere else, you shoot there. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't beam him out because he's put the shields up or something. He's put the shields up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So Data has to try to find a a defense against the Picard maneuver, like anything, basically. Yeah. In in under five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. It's a ridiculous time. Yeah. Um, but Kazago but calls back. Yeah, he does. But, well, Kazago yeah. calls back first and is just like, hey, look, okay, this seems to be some sort of federation issue you two are having. So we're just going to, we're going to nope out. We're not involved with this anymore. But just so you know, Box uh, been removed from command because this venture is no longer profitable. Ah, <laughs> cool. And I love that, that he found a solution. That yeah. in, a, in a Ferengi way, he's like, hang on, you gave the ship to them for free. And you're doing this purely for personal gain rather than for actual profit. Yeah. It's like that that does not fly. We can't have not. you in command. So I'm kicking yeah. you out and now I'm in command. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So I, I like that, that it is it is true to to their beliefs and mm. it's not just a evil villainy. Mm. Like yeah, not exactly. just that two dimensional thing. It's like, no, they've got other stuff going on and it's just Bok that is the problem yeah yeah i like that too hmm. it's um it was, a, it was a good resolution to that because it makes sense in the character yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. uh but data's solution is basically well we can probably predict where he's going to end up and we can drag a beam that spot rather than shooting <laughs> him like which i guess science makes sense because science yeah, but, sure. Um, Again, I'm like, all right, you got five minutes to go. Just go for it, guys. <laughs> sure, yeah, track like to beam. we're wrapping up. Yeah, <laughs> track yeah. to fine. <laughs> the data the inten- okay. The intensity of it, I'm on board with, so I'm fine. Yeah, with that. exactly. Um, it feels it feels urgent, so it's cool. Yeah. And it it's probably like it's more exciting that scene there with uh, with data trying to find this thing and all of that. That's more exciting to me than the actual climax. Yeah, like yeah, this, it does seem a little thing. anticlimactic. Where they, they tractor beam the ship and Riker calls in and he's like, Captain, it's me, your first officer, Riker. And he's like, what? Who are, what? Huh? <laughs> he's like, there's a sphere, you need to destroy it. And Picard's like, phaser the sphere, I will phaser sphere, what? And it's like, no rate, the action. <laughs> but we do get a cool action shot at the end of like Picard shooting the sphere and then it blowing up and him like slow mo falling backwards and uh it's good. I mean uh, I like it makes that. Up for the... Yeah. <laughs> it's a somewhat underwhelming explosion, but otherwise yeah, I'm okay with it. In regards like in terms of, of Star Trek though next gen stuff, it's 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 up there with re- realistic uh explosion yeah. Yeah. performance like i'm okay with that rather than like just some big weird boom and then like them sort of glancing away from it for a second or something like i i like the way that this was done i think it was cool for an explosion oh. where he has to stand up afterwards and be completely fine yeah i feel like that's probably the explosion we'd expect exactly it's okay it'll do yeah. um yeah. but 
but yes, I like how <laughs> I like how he gets through and he stands up like a zombie and trying to like you know he's he's fighting he's fighting the orb and the brain thumps or whatever he's got yeah. going on <laughs> the and brain he's throbs. doing it the brain the brain throbs and he and it just took Riker whispering in his ear calling him daddy to bring him back basically. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's- but he, he, Riker explains what happened um, and that the mm. Ferengi were like, there's no profit in personal vengeance. And Picard's like, there never is. <laughs> and, and that's the away. end. That's the end. And I'm going to point, <clears throat> point out yeah. that Picard's kind of our hero. But for mm. three of the first eight episodes, he has been severely compromised like by by different things. Yeah, like by Wesley, comp- by we- Wesley, uh, or <laughs> even just the virus that they all got. It's like he was compromised yes. by that. Then Lonely he Among was. Us, the entity completely infected him, and now he got basically thrown into his past. It's like this is not yeah. like, this nearly fifty percent of the time of missions yeah. later on. It's not, not conducive great. to a good, healthy, yeah, sort of work relation, work life balance. You know, like something's got to give. He's he should be on some strong leave at this point you know mm. like he he really needs to fuck off and have his own i don't know few months in and just just to stave off the um ptsd you know <laughs> like do something <laughs> well isn't that why um beverly wanted them to stop on the planet injustice so they could get some leave like, oh my god yeah that's maybe right. that's what picard needs yeah oh, he just needs but like something that isn't interrupted by you know aliens and 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 you know naked 80 uh, 70s uh aquarius age of aquarius aliens <laughs> dancing around in spandex and doing whatever seatbelt uh, g-strings i think you'll find seatbelt g-strings that's right yeah no we do we just need we just need a nice little relaxing spa day for picard just something yeah. cool you know something maybe a holodeck soft. something on a holodeck maybe, i think maybe something on a holiday i don't know if that's really a speed though i feel like riker's no. got the got the uh one up on on the holodecks but um, Riker has a holodeck book for the next six months <laughs> that's gonna need a lot of cleaning from the, the cleanup crew or whoever is responsible for, for oh, anyway. just the, the ship does it anyway that the is ship. the episode that was the battle um that we yes. talked about <clears throat> There is one final thing we do on this show. We pick a character from the show we just watched and talk about how we'd move it into one of um, our role-playing games. Uh, yeah. And I have a record of, well, I think this is going to start a trend of who I pick uh, in certain episodes. But okay. Nina, would you like to go first or shall I? Oh, I, I can go first because I, I actually okay. know which one I'll pick this week. Okay, good. Good. Um, so so this week, again. I think. It's not going to be a glove and it's not going to be start um, G-strings, whatever they were. Is it the orb? <laughs> Seatbelt G-strings. Oh, it'd be great if it was the orb. Imagine imagine an orb as a character, almost right? a player Just a floating orb. <laughs> Just a floating orb, but like doesn't have any interaction with any of the other crew except to know and acknowledge what he's doing to them and just sort of be in his own little world or its own little <laughs> world and being like... I wonder. I wonder what I'm gonna have for dinner. <laughs> or just like chilling. Um, yeah. Anyway. Or something. Uh, okay. So for this episode, though, I think I'm going to pick uh, Mr. Uh, William T. Riker. I think for this one. I think. I think that's my pick. I know I might be coming up a bit quick. I know there's some other episodes in season one that could be great for Mr. Riker, but um, mm-hmm. no, I think I'm gonna have to do it because I love the idea of having him as a player character in a game where the NPC 
is say or Picard or a captain is is played by an NPC. So the DM gets to play the captain and have sort of this backstory that he reveals or yeah. I just love the mystery element to it because like if imagine you're in like a situation where you're second in command of a ship or or anything and you know you brought you've been some knowledge has been brought to you that your captain may have uh manipulated some old records or something and you know i now have to piece together you know and now your captain is acting strangely and you need to piece together what the truth is i kind of like that aspect of this episode like i think it's written really well and the relationship that they have like is really dependent on how this played out because like if anything had happened in the past where there was some like some suspects behavior on the captain's behalf then it would have changed this whole dynamic of whether or not Riker can trust him and I really like that so I think mm. yeah I think that could be definitely translated into a D&D like campaign or game um, yeah Riker was very hero this episode yeah he, he did hero Riker he didn't hero have Getty. all the information he was the one that kind of came through in the end to um to convince mm. Picard but yeah and he did kind of have to make those decisions which i this is my personal belief that every role-playing game should have characters having to make decisions and that's yeah. what a real encounter is that when data brings him that information like saying this here's that here's proof or here's evidence that um picard is has lied about this and it's basically going to the player what do you do what does your character do and there is where Riker kind of has to make becomes that player character where he's like well i've got to make this decision Mm. yeah i think that's cool yeah yeah Yeah. i I, yeah i i think having having characters having to make tough decisions and also moral decisions is really fun uh as a player and as a dm to watch yeah sometimes you put them in a situation you put them in a situation then you sit back and just watch them for an hour as they discuss the merits and like is it okay to eat someone if they're already dead and like yeah Yes, yep. exactly. Jump through all the hoops, do all the jumping. Yeah. Ha ha, yeah. for my amusement. Go, <laughs> little people. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, Jeremy, who would you pick? I am going to pick Damon Bach. Uh-huh. Uh, simply because, well, I have had a, a set a record of picking the Damons of, um, yes. okay. of, of the Ferengi whenever they show up, which has just been once or twice so far. But I like mm-hmm. the idea of him as a villain. Um, okay that idea of i mean he's very much like the card carrying villain sitting in his little his little castle stroking his orb um <laughs> creepy but that idea that he will do things that are personally self-destructive to hurt the party yes like he just yes. hates them that much that it doesn't matter if his plans don't make sense he's like it's mm. because it hurts you that's yeah. why i'm doing yeah. this uh but also kind of like that evil sorcerer who's just like just you guys. It's like I was going to rule the world, but now I'm going to hunt you to the ends of the earth, kind of thing. And it could even <laughs> he could even work as a player character, like just they're driven by uh-huh. revenge as a motivation for for what he's doing. This is the same yeah. thing that he's going to put all of his savings into finding an item that will kill the evil god or whatever. Like from mm. his point of view, obviously from his point of view, he's a hero, but mm. also as an NPC or as the evil villain, he's not indicative of the rest of his his kind like it's not all wizards being evil it's just this one it's not all goblins being evil it's just this one so you can also get allies from people who would normally be it's the enemy of your enemy as your friend yeah yeah 
So I feel yeah, that I he's think- one that you can make into it. It doesn't have to be like targeting one specific player or character. It can be the entire group for whatever reason. Like maybe it's a kind yeah. of thing. It's like all of you have hurt me in some way. And now that you're working together, I'll destroy you all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it would definitely be fun to play for sure as a player character. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it also, yeah, it, it adds, it adds a whole different aspect to, I guess, like Ferengi's, the the race as well like a particular race if you're going to play at any other race you play wizards you know oh i'm gonna yeah. hurt you but i'm not like all wizards i'm just like this one instance you know it's very, very yeah it's very unstereotypical like it's cool yeah all right all right i see i see i get it yeah it's very much about his sense, personality like he's used his abilities to go after picard it's like if he yeah. was a what is it? if he was a bard or something, maybe he's just going to start a smear campaign, which he kind of does. He's trying to lead up this this frame, uh, this frame. Yeah. Job. If he was a, a cleric, maybe he, or maybe not a cleric, he'd send like a disease to them. If he's a fighter, maybe he's just going to challenge him to combat. It's like there's all these ways of of making that motivation work while still kind of being in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very interesting, very cool. So... That is our episode. Um, come over to... Wait, we don't have a Facebook. We've got a Twitter. We've got an Instagram. They're at dndntvpod. Uh, and you chuck an at gmail.com on the back of it if you want to send us emails and um, say how much you enjoyed the episode. But thank you for listening. That's the main thing. Thank you for subscribing too, because uh, you can subscribe yeah. to this wherever podcasts are found. And if you're using Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and leave a rating in app. Yay! You could do that. You could also have a lovely day and uh, at some point just hit up some Star Trek, you know, have a look, have a peek uh, and let us know what you think about our reviews because, yeah. I mean, otherwise we'll never know. I mean, are, we, are you true. enjoying it? Is it good? Is it accurate? Is it fun? Do we even know what we're talking about? We don't know. Also, D&D, <laughs> anything D&D related is fun as well. So, or RPG you know, just... related. If you've tried Star yeah. Trek Adventures and you have um, knowledge of an episode that's coming up which you think would be really cool or work really well for the for that that game let us know because i want to i want to start looking more into the star trek adventures game yeah me too i definitely want to look into that more because it sounds like a blast so so uh, if you do phaser blasts set phases <laughs> of fun if you uh, <laughs> if you subscribe I love that. You, you can join us next week where we talk about episode nine hide and q oh yay another q episode yeah. Woo. I can't even remember this one. There are so many. Me either. Me either. Uh, So until next time, uh, stay safe, be kind to yourselves, and may all your hits be crits.